Hey, what's up? This is TJ and Brittany. And this is Life with TJ and Brittany. Hey guys, thank you guys for tuning in. We are truly excited. Uh, this is our first podcast and so um, it's going to be pretty interesting and fun and funny and serious all at the same time. And so uh, glad to have you guys tuning in and uh, here we go. Yeah, today we decided on our first podcast podcast episode that we will share our story, kind of how we met, how we um, started dating and how we got here and how we made it through. Yeah, so um, how we how we started dating, um, I walked in, she saw me, I was sweating from a basketball game, and then she just flung herself to me. I don't I don't think that's how it went. I, I'm i pretty sure that's kind of how it went, but uh, I'll let you kind of tell a little bit of the story, I guess. I don't think our versions of the story really line up, so. But mine is always more interesting, let's be honest. Like, but is it if it's not totally true? It's not totally 100% true, but it's, it's pretty true. <laughs> So my version of the story is oh this. lord. So I used to take pictures. Well, I do still take pictures, but I did take pictures at the basketball games at our college here in uh, Missouri. Go Lions! <laughs> and I took some pictures of me, this young man here, and uh, posted them on social media because yes. I had some friends, you know, that wanted um, some pictures taken for their, you know, college memories and. Took pictures, posted them on social media, and then what happened is where we get a little, maybe not on the same page. And then you jumped in my DMs. I no, you slid into my DMs before sliding into anyone's DMs was even a thing. I actually just said thank you, you know, for the pictures. I appreciate it. I look good. Which constitutes sliding into my DMs. I I, I don't. I think you're just. Older, so you don't really realize what sliding to DMs mean. If you're sliding to somebody's DMs, they're trying to get at you. Were you trying to get at me? Not at the moment. Be honest. Not at the moment. I don't believe you. You know? We'll let them decide. Yeah. So then what happened? So um, so then we started talking. Um, we had mutual friends, mm-hmm. and um, you know, and so one day I was at lunch. I guess we're eating with some of your friends, and you walked in, and I was like, "Who that is?" See, you were trying to get at me. That was after. It was after okay. the pictures. Okay, you know what whatever you Because you're, you look totally different than your profile picture Maybe. at the time. Your hair was different. You had a little bandana on. And uh, I was like, all right, I see you. I see you, girl. I see you. <laughs> you know, she's over here blushing. Look at her. And uh, yeah, so, uh, yeah, so we started chatting a little bit. You know what I'm saying? I was, listen, back, I was smooth. You yeah, know what I mean? Maybe. Smooth. And so, uh, started chatting. We exchanged numbers. And then... Um, we started started dating, started hanging out first, and we started dating, and we didn't kiss for a long time. That's true. You know, I wouldn't give up these lips. That's true. You know, um, but anyhow, so when we started getting serious, and then um, <laughs> I remember the first time I took her home. Uh, my so my church is my family is very. We grew up in church. Yes. And uh, you know. More uh, than grew up in church. Like, yeah. Run. Yeah. Yeah. A church. Yeah. So we have like a lot of my uncles are pastors and and things like that. My mom, preaching everybody in my house, pretty much is preaching our family. It feels like and uh, and so at the time, um, Brittany uh, wasn't going to church and she was an atheist, and so that was one thing I always liked her. But it was one thing that kind of kept the, the space, even though I wasn't living for Christ at the time, and I was 
doing all these other crazy things, um, I just knew that I I knew that I didn't want to be with anyone that didn't believe in God. You know, I just that's what I did know, and so. Um, so, he was uh, not afraid to share it either. No, I told you. Yep, you did. I told you. You know what I'm saying, fellas, keep it a hundred. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. So, uh, so um, so anyway, so we, I, I go home one weekend. I think I wrecked my car or whatever. And so you decided, I believe so, or something happened. Something. You took me home, and um, and I tried to tell her like, hey, listen, you know, we go to church on Sunday mornings. We we'll just go and we'll sit in the back, you know. And so um, we we go, um. We go home and um, for a birthday party, and then we church comes the next morning. Yes, uh, we sit in the back. I'll let you tell a little bit of that part if you want to. I was scared to death. Scared <laughs> Hold on. It to was a, death. It was a black church, so you're yes. so so that didn't you know um, that part. And didn't I'm happen. not sure that you warned me that it was a black church. I mean, obviously it's a black church because your I'm family black. is black. Yes. But I don't I don't know that my atheist mindset at that time <laughs> could comprehend what a black church was. So, I don't know that I knew... I mean, I had been to church in the past, but definitely not to a black <laughs> church. Um, so, it was, you know, it was a little bit of moving and shaking going on in the service. And I was so uncomfortable. I was like, I literally... I think I told you, like, I'm going to burn when I walk in those doors. Like, yes. I knew that I was yes, a did. sinner. Like, I, I didn't know that I was a sinner, but I just, you know, you know, you know when you're not living right for the Lord. And I was so uncomfortable and I walked in the service and I just watched worship and I watched how people responded to worship and it was the Holy Spirit. Like now I know that, I know that terminology, but I didn't know that at the time. And I just cried the entire time. You did. And the crazy thing is I haven't seen you cry a lot at the time. Yeah. You know, so, and you, you cried quite a bit. The entire service. Yeah. And then you like reached over and grabbed my hand. So then that was awkward for me um, because like, I didn't know really what to do. Yes. You know, I was like, what? She's crying and she's holding my hand now, so I don't know what's going on. Yeah, so I did. I cried the whole time and I didn't know why. And I just remember you asking me on the way home, like four hour drive home, which was very awkward, by the way. And you were like, so do you want to talk about it? I was like, no, no, I do not want to talk about it. But you're a processor. Yes. You process a lot, you know, so. so that was our first uh, home experience. Yeah. So, um, so a crazy, funny story to that, um. While we were there, we're at a birthday party, and my mom, who's an evangelist, she she travels all over and she speaks, and she said, uh, she looked at me and she goes, I like this young lady. Um, Something's different about her. And I literally laugh in my head. I'm thinking, oh, my Lord, God's going to tell her that um, she doesn't believe in God. And so I'm like, oh, Mom, well, she's different. I said, you know, I don't know how serious this is going to get or whatnot, whatever. And my mom said, well, you don't bring people, you don't bring girls around your family, number one. She said, number two, I just... I see this one different. She's gonna be around for a while, and uh, I I took that and I just kind of laughed to myself, you know. But uh, I guess now, uh, almost ten years married, and how many years together? Good Lord, fifteen. Fifteen. Uh, the joke's on me, I guess. So yeah. that's one of those. Uh, that's one of those things you put on the bookshelf, and you're like, maybe I'll pull that back out later, but just you don't maybe. really know what you're talking yeah. about. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, so that was kind of our how we met and started dating story. And then my life really shifted um, at that point after um, going home and kind of processing and getting saved after going back there the second time. Um, my life really shifted to, you know, following the Lord and kind of what that meant for my life. TJ was still playing basketball at the time. And and, um, and I wasn't really living for, for God at the time. No. So that was a big shift for us. I think that was a lot of, um, we were unequally yoked. You know, um, that's when 
you know, you started going home. Mm-hmm. You, man, I forget about that sometimes. You were driving four hours every weekend, and I was staying up there on the weekend doing God knows whatever. Knucklehead you know, things. Knucklehead things, you know. <laughs> and, um, but, it, you know, I, I, I seen a difference and a change in her. And then it actually made me um, fall in love with her more because it's like, man, okay, she's doing really good. She's a good girl. I probably need to um, keep her around. But then I still wasn't doing what I needed to do, you know. And uh, then it was kind of crazy to think back now because, you know, like you're the atheist. I was the one growing up in church, and you think it should have been um, switched. I should have been kind of showing you. But at that moment, uh, you were kind of showing me how to to yeah. live for Christ. So Yeah, so we spent a few years where um, I was traveling to his hometown on the weekends. He would play um, games here on Saturday nights, mm-hmm. and I would leave, me and... Uh, little three-year-old <laughs> would yeah. jump in the car and uh, drive home to Poplar Bluff and go to church in the mornings and then turn around and drive back on Sunday. And then I was teaching at the time. So then, you know, uh, teaching on Monday morning. And so I did that for a long time because I felt comfortable there at that church. That's where, you know, I got saved and I felt like that's where I needed to be at the time. And so I just really began, you know, chasing after the Lord and, um, you know, trying to lead by example and starting to shift my mindset from what the only thing I had known, which was a worldly mindset of what relationships look like and, you know, what a marriage might look like and what parenting might look like to shifting to now kind of, you know, God was teaching me what a godly marriage would look like and what godly parenting would look like. But it was small. It was small doses. And, you know, it took time for me to even adjust to what is this? Is this what is... um old school like oh the bible's outdated and what actually really applies for my life and then i learned that now the bible still applies to my life all of it but it took a while (laughs) it took a while to get there so yeah so that was when i got saved in 2007 Mm -hmm. and you did not really rededicate your life to the lord until 2011 11 yeah so it was a few years so and there was a lot of ups and downs in that you know You know, people always, you know, we get a lot of people that compliment our relationship. And they go, oh, you guys, that's pretty awesome. We'll love relationship. And I always look and we kind of look at each other like, <laughs> you have no clue uh, the hell that we've been through together yeah. um, to get where we're at now. And we're still not perfect, right. um, but it's so much better. Hey, did you know that we are directors of a sports ministry? Mo Legacy is our traveling basketball program that develops elite athletes who have a strong relationship with God through athletic training, life skill development, Bible study, and discipleship. Each spring and summer, we travel all over the Midwest, competing on national circuits, helping our players, 62 players this summer, be exposed to college coaches, while also building relationships, discipling, and teaching them about Jesus. If you'd like to help support, you can visit www.jfwc.org give and make sure you select Mo Legacy from the drop-down menu. And uh, but I remember just you know doing knucklehead things and and um, and then going uh, after the tornado. Mm-hmm. Um, I went and I decided to go play pro ball overseas. And then when I went overseas and it was playing, um, you know, I remember coming back on the on the airplane ride. And that was the first time I really felt like God really grabbed my heart. And, um, and that's, I think, when the shift began to slowly happen. You know, I was still kind of running. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I really didn't want to do this ministry thing. I really, I was like, well, Lord, just let me make a lot of money. And then I'll just give it to the churches and all that. And I remember um, coming back and, and um, just watching you, you know, come home. You have like a, you have a Bible and you have like little notes and things like that. And so I was like, man, she's really 
for real about this, you know. And then um, even to the point where our relationship struggled so much that we took a break, mm-hmm. you know. We we took a break. And, and um, I think one of the most attractive things that for me uh, towards you was um, you were confident in yourself. Um, you spent time um, with the Lord. And um, and I, I watched how your life began to shift. And it mattered to you. And um, just watching you pray and, and, and you know, read your Bible, you know, that was, that was, that was different for me than any mm-hmm. other girl that I've dated or been with. And, and so, and I've dated so-called Christians, you mm-hmm. know. Um, but you were just hungry. You know, you were hungry. And I know one thing about, if anybody know Brittany, if she's, if she's all in, she's either all in or not at all. She's very loyal. She's very trustworthy. And, um, and I remember, I remember just telling you, I said, Hey, I'm going to get you back. And when I do, you'll never want for anything again. And, uh, well, you know, here we are, here we are, <laughs> you know, so, um, I am, I'm blessed that she was patient with me and, um, you know, it had to be, it had to be hard for you. Like you can even talk to people about how that was when I wasn't, you know, doing what God was calling me to do. And I was out kind of in the world still. Yeah. So I didn't really have any, cause like I said, we were, I was in church there in Poplar Bluff. So my only church mentors at that time were your family. And so, you know, it's not always easy to talk to your significant other's family about things that they are doing, but I do really value my relationship with your mom because she was always very straightforward and you know, you are the baby, you are her baby and no one can ever deny that you are Carolyn Jean's baby, but she was also very real and very straightforward. And she was not afraid to say when you were wrong, when you were doing things that weren't wrong or when I was wrong. There's been plenty of times. So it's not one sided at all that um, there's plenty of times she has called me out as well. But she is not biased in that way. She's always been, you know, a good mentor. She's like a real like big mama. Like yeah. when when people were growing up, you know, I had my grandma, I had older um older women around it, they're they're called considered big mamas. They were gonna be honest with you, straightforward, they're not gonna be afraid to correct you and direct you and put you in your place. And my mom is one of those where even as her kids, I mean I remember having conversations, I'd be trying to explain my reasoning to do something and she'd be like, Babe, I love you, you're just wrong mm-hmm. you know, and um and we just need more of those. And that's what our world needs. You know, we don't you know, our big mamas now, you know, you know, women or grandparents at thirty five, forty <laughs> 42, 43 years old, and they're yeah. still young themselves. And so we don't have those 60, 65, 70-year-old grandmothers like we used to. That's seasoned and have a lot of wisdom, you know what I mean? I am going to be one of those. Yeah, me so too. I'm not afraid to tell people when they're wrong. <laughs> uh, no, you're absolutely right. <laughs> so, yeah, so that's when you you kind of started living more for the Lord in 2011. And mm. then it was immediately after that that... Um, I saw a shift in you and I could see our relationship start to change. And then we ended up finding a church here um, that was really helpful because we were able to get involved and we didn't have to drive and we were able to start serving. Um, Shout out to Pastor Steve. (laughs) Yeah. I love Pastor Steve. He's awesome. Yeah. And he was also not afraid to tell you. (laughs) You need to marry that girl. Yeah. No, he said that all the time. (laughs) Him and Pastor Bo. Yeah. Pastor Steve was always with me about it. So. Yeah. So that was, um, it was very, like we like to tell people a lot. Like we we spent five years kind of going through the trenches and the struggle. But once we knew and once we were both living for the Lord, it happened very, very quickly. Like within... 10 months, I would say. Oh, yeah. You sure. rededicated your life, and 10 months later, we were married. Yeah. And it was funny because everyone was always like, when are you going? When are you guys get married? And I always say, I'm not getting married till I'm ready. Right. 
You know, like I'm, I'm, I didn't let anybody force me to get married. And that's one thing I was, um, I was very vocal about. You know, even when your dad joked one time, he's like, "When you need to marry that girl," and I'm like, "When I'm ready." Yeah. You know, um, and and that's just kind of how I was. But um, but once I knew, um, that was that was that, and here we are. Yeah. And I always like to preface when I like when I tell people our story. I think it's important to say, like, we did go through a lot of Absolutely. junk in both ways. Like, we both did things that were wrong. And if you are in that situation and you are going through a lot of junk, I am always hesitant because I don't want people to look at us and be like, oh, but they made it. So I need yeah. to continue to go through this. And you you don't. And I'm not saying we, we did take a break. We did mm-hmm separate for a while and say, you know what, this isn't healthy. This is not a good situation for either of us. So I always like to preface that because I don't want people to stay in a bad situation because there's hope. Yes, there is hope, but it's not always best for you to stay in the situation to get to that hope. So we did make it through, Mm -hmm. but... But God. But God. (laughs) We 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 did take a break from each other and take some time to focus on ourselves and get ourselves um, together through that so and then when we got engaged it was literally two weeks we got yeah, engaged easy. and two weeks later we got married it was like yeah, oh yeah we do not girl. need to wait anymore uh-uh. jesus jesus <laughs> jesus <laughs> so that was uh 10 years ago this this, this fall yeah yeah we have we are making it weird we are it. and we're getting old at the same time i guess actually i'm not getting old so I don't know. I feel a little bit older than I did then. We're seasoned, babe. We're not old. We're seasoned. We're getting salt and pepper on us. I guess. Wisdom. We're gaining wisdom wisdom in the process. So I think that's important. And I won't say that even after we got married that it was like easy peasy. Right. Like we went through some time where we had to learn. Because again, we were both still learning how to live a godly life and how to be in a godly relationship. relationship Because we had not been in a godly relationship previously. So it was kind of shifting that entire yeah. perspective to what does this even look like for us? How we, do we communicate in a godly way? That yeah. was, and we wanted to, we wanted we wanted God ahead of everything that we're doing. And, right. and you know, I grew up when my parents were were married, and until I went to college and they divorced, and your mom had divorced a few times, and so we we did you know we just we just realized that we're on the same team, you right. know, and. We're just saying, hey, if we're doing this, is you know, I I told her, you know, uh, I said, you know, it's not no sleeping on no couch and you sleep in here. No, no, no. Um, to death do us part, and we got to truly mean that, you know. Right. And um, and we're gonna fight for one another, and we'll be each other's biggest fans and and best friend. And um, and I, I have to say, like, I love all my friends. I have a lot of good friends. Um, um, but my wife is truly my best friend. You know, like I I rush to get home. To share the rest of my day with my wife. I love traveling with my wife. You know, we can talk about anything and everything, and we do. You know, we we have a lot of uh, we call them fellas call them pillow talks. So we have a lot of times we just sit and we just talk, and uh, but we're not afraid to dream with one another. You know, we're not afraid to be honest with one another. Sometimes she's brutally honest and she hurts my feelings. Uh, but um, but it, it goes both ways. You know, like we're, that's what makes us stronger. Yeah. I believe, and that's what I appreciate. Um, the most about it. and we want to we want to teach our kids you know how a godly home should look and how a godly man should treat a godly woman and none of my kids or a niece or nephew that stay with us or any bonus uh, family members that stay with us could ever say that I've ever yelled at my wife or ever cussed at my wife 
and uh, they can probably say the same thing about my wife. Like, this is something we don't do. Now, do we disagree? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely we disagree. We're two totally different people. If yes. if you guys haven't noticed, you know, <laughs> I am very outgoing and, you know, energetic and loud sometimes, my wife says. Too um, loud. <laughs> for my preference. And, and my wife is very laid back, calm, cool, collective, you know what I'm saying? And so um, we had to learn how to... to Love, love language. We had to learn how to love each other. In our own language. In our own love language, yeah. So. Yeah. So that's kind of our, that's our story in a nutshell. But you did see me and go crazy over me, though, let's be that honest. That was not what happened. Babe, look, I had long hair back then. I was like, I was something like Samson. Uh, you were a little too small to be Samson. The Bible don't say Samson was like thick and big. It said he was huge. I'm tall. You're I'm skinny. Six. Listen. You're way skinnier than Samson. That, look, when I was playing basketball, you, babe, you got to think. You are not the picture of Samson in my head. I'm just saying. How you picturing Samson? I'm not. I'm picturing you. Girl, you better <laughs> stop it. We're going to know how to end this thing. How do you end it? Uh-huh. You're like, uh, all right, the guys. End? The end. It's like that? I don't know. All right. It's over. See you guys later. Tune in. <laughs> Be blessed. Hey guys, thank you so much for tuning in and listening. Hopefully it was a blessing to you. If you enjoyed it, make sure you take the time to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. And don't forget to recommend to your family and friends.